Like when it comes to national team, that's just my whole heart. Like that's just my passion. I love the girls there. We have like a bigger project we're working towards. Um, I mean, we're playing an Olympic qualifier in February. Like that's freaking exciting. Um, and when it comes to like, uh, like the league and the Euro League, it's tough. Hey, like you travel, you're constantly with the same people. Um, and sometimes in really difficult situations but i'm just like so competitive like i hate losing i cannot lose like if i lose i'm grumpy for the next week another season in the books the podcast featuring current and former professional athletes They come from all over the world, and many spent their college years studying and playing in the United States. We talk athletics, academics, and because life is so interesting, a little bit of everything else. I'm your host, Leslie Knight, 14-year veteran in Europe's professional basketball leagues. I played one year in Switzerland and 13 consecutive seasons in Spain. I played my last game in Madrid for Movistar Estudiantes on January 29th of 2022, as I was three months pregnant and not really feeling like running up and down the court anymore or banging in the low post, might I add. Our little babe was born in August of 2022, which means we are officially sleep deprived and a little off our rocker first time parents. Bear with me. Anyway, enough about me. It's about that time. So let's get to it. Buenos dias, everyone. It's about 10.30 a.m. here in Spain on the 24th of January. The sun is streaming through the window, warming my epidermis and providing me with some greatly appreciated vitamin D. Life is good. I can't complain too much except for the fact that, yes, my voice is quite uh, sore right now. And I think it must just be from last night um, at practice with the girls. I must have just done a little too much yelling. All positive, constructive criticism, of course, but uh, yeah, just odd. It's not like I've been I've been training for since September, so I don't know why this is happening now. But um, on a side note, did you know that Madrid has around 300 sunny days per year? Amazing, right? So so nice. So along with great weather, I am also bringing you another great interview today. Who doesn't like or enjoy watching the sharpshooter from Casa de Mal, Zaragoza, Leonie Fivich? She does it all. Shooting, passing, driving, posting, and defending. Her English is top-notch, and she's working towards her college degree while playing the Spanish League, EuroLeague, and preparing with her German national team for a potential trip to the Olympics. <clears throat> Yes. Um, And besides that, we might see her sooner than later in the WNBA as the New York Liberty have her rights. And it's all just a matter of time and a matter of um, kind of organizing because when she has national team in the summer, it's really difficult for her to want to come and spend the summer in the United States. But Time will tell, and I think we will definitely see her at some point, maybe suited up next to Brianna Stewart and Sabrina Ionescu, Joan Kell Jones. Um, it would be 
it would be great. It would be amazing. Uh, if you don't know Leo, here's your chance. She is incredibly genuine, down to earth, a true pleasure to chat with. So without further ado, here's Leo. Good morning, Leo. I'm calling you Leo because I actually don't even know how to pronounce your full name. Uh, I'm guessing, is it Leonie or how do you say it in German? Yeah, that's really good. You you did great. Um, but actually, nobody really calls me with my full name. So Leo is fine. Okay. So how do you pronounce your name, your full name? Uh, Leonie Fiebig. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I have to say thank you for, you know, being here this morning after an away game last night. Uh, you've already been on a call this morning. Is that just like how you leave you lead your life or live your life? Just like, let's go, let's get this party started, let's get this shit moving. I got places to be, things to do, people to see. Um, right now I'm a little bit busy because like we have some big tournament coming up with the national team. So I'm trying to connect with people and talk to my coaches and stuff. So that's a bit yeah takes a lot of time but normally I'm I'm pretty chill I like to enjoy my mornings but then after that I I like to get the the, the day going yeah okay <laughs> um and I ask this question to all the people that I interview but when you think about your childhood what would you say is your first sports memory doesn't even have to be basketball but just like the first thing that comes to mind um actually my dad um was a ref and a coach and I remember um being on his arm while he was refing a game I I mean I don't really remember that moment but people have told me about it like many times so I just you know imagine that situation with like that's probably the first memory I have like with with sports yeah really yeah that's amazing. I wish that social media existed back then to be able to see that because I don't think we've ever heard a story like that. Yeah, no, it was pretty like people have told me like many years after when I was already like, I don't know, 10, 12, they told me and yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a good memory. Very cool. I, I have a little girl that just turned a year and five months. And I think about trying to bring her to practice occasionally because I help coach a, a team of 15 year old girls. And I just, you know, obviously she's a little bit older than a, a baby to be carrying on your arm, but still like, I wish I could bring her, but I just don't know if that's feasible yet, <laughs> but no, you, you should. yeah, I know. I know. I'll try, but bravo to your dad. I I'm impressed. That's, I mean, we've seen a lot of, we've seen, you know, videos of women like breastfeeding in different uh, places of their jobs or whatever, but we haven't seen as many videos of men of fathers bringing their their little kids into their workplace so yeah I mean he was you know he was refing a game and he just brought me and I was crying probably like uh, somewhere on the sideline so he was like what am right. I going to do I can't interrupt my refing or the game so I'm just going to take her in my arms <laughs> true 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 um so obviously you come from a very sports oriented family yes mother as well um not so much she's more the I take care of all that comes home you know all the worries all the after game tears all the yeah preparing uh -huh. the for the game that that was more her job yeah okay and then do you have a brother I do have an older brother and he is playing too but just for fun okay um and I just have to say maybe it's all Germans I'm not sure but your English is so good like yeah I don't know <laughs> yes Yes. I mean, compared to Spanish people speaking English, I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think just stereotypically, right, there are 
um, countries in Europe that maybe the population has more of a reputation for speaking English really well. But would you say that's just because of, I don't know, watching television in English or school or? Um, definitely not school. I feel like schools do a really bad job teaching us English. But um, I mean, I've been around professional players since I'm like 17, 18. So I, I think that really helped because I really wanted to improve and like talk to them a lot. I was a bit shy in the beginning, but then that, you know, as soon as you start talking, that gets better. And I'm watching a lot in English and yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, well, bravo. That's that's impressive. How's your Spanish coming along? Oh God, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they speak slow, right? Which they never do, mm -hmm. I'm fine. But yeah. they're just with the background noise and then, but I understand, I understand. Speaking is a little bit tough for me, but just, I can understand, yeah. Yeah, so now you're in your second year here in Spain, correct? Um, had you been in Spain previous? I'm assuming for playing, but no? Not I mean, like I think tournament? I had some, no, I think I had like some youth tournament with the national team, but that's it. Okay. So what, uh, what did you know about Spain before coming? Like, what were some of your stereotypes? And then last year when you were here, did those, like, were they true in your eyes? Like, oh, yeah, this is totally what I thought Spain was going to be like. Um, my stereotypes were, like, they love to enjoy life. Like, just, you know, hang out, drink, like, have a good time together. And that's definitely true. Like, <laughs> I experienced that last year. Like, they do like to enjoy their lives. Uh -huh. um, another stereotype was, like, they're super emotional. Um, like, you know on the court and and off the court probably too and that is true too like I don't think I've ever played with more emotional players than last year it was crazy interesting um other than that no more stereotypes actually but I um found out that Spain has really good food I'm in love with the Spanish food it's really yeah. good mm -hmm. um just in general with a culture of we're just gonna go out for dinner and just hang out like just spend time with your friends or whatever like I really like that mm -hmm. yeah I'm always surprised with Spanish people like whether they're getting together for lunch or sometimes for dinner that they can just spend all of a sudden three hours have gone by and it's just like people are not in a rush they're not thinking about the next place they need to go and in the United States uh that just usually doesn't happen I don't know what the German culture is like but like is that no 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 we don't do that either yeah it's yeah it's interesting it's like don't people have other things to do but it's nice it's nice to just sit and I don't know maybe yeah, I've been here like... for too long <laughs> it's just normal to me now yeah you get used to it no I feel like it's really cool and also they I feel like Spanish people start day day their day like really late and end it really late mm -hmm. like having dinner at 10 o'clock at night I had to get used to that. But, um, I feel like they get the most out of the day. So I think that's perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to know. Um, so you mentioned the national team already. You're you just turned 24. Uh, what, January 10th, I think it was? Yes. Um, so happy belated birthday. Thank and you. but you've already had a lot of experiences athletically um on the court. I'm assuming you've pl probably played at every level with the national team throughout your time in Germany. Um, yes, due to some injuries, I didn't really play every youth 
national team, but okay. yeah. yeah. More or less. And then how, cause usually with the people that I interview, I can look them up online, like, you know, do some research, where'd they go to college, this and that. But with you coming from Germany, I'm like, I don't even know how, like where to find this information. So what was kind of, what's your summary of, um, like you're from, is it Lands, Landsberg? Yeah, I really get Nice. <laughs> Um, which is not that big of a city. I think, well, it was like 2008, the last time that they counted, or that's what it said on Wikipedia, it was like 27,000 people. So I'm like, okay, it's not that big of a city. Um, but what's kind of your summary as far as like, you started in a club team, and then I don't know what happened after that. Yeah, so I started in a, I started when I was five in my hometown. Um, my family ran the club. So I was just a, you know, I had to basically. So, um, and then I when I was like 15 16 I went to Munich like the next bigger city to play like for in a better league in a better team and then I started there playing um like in the second division women's and then I when I was I think 18 I started I took the next step to play in a like in the first league in Germany like the professional league with professionals Mm -hmm. and like you know the usual like twice practice twice a day and stuff like that so got used to that and then I got a lot of college offers, but I said no to all of them and <laughs> stayed with me. <laughs> okay. um, and then I went to, I think when I turned like 20, I went to France okay. for a couple of months for like half a season. And then I went to Australia and now I'm in Spain. Wow. Okay. So when you went, when you made that move to Munich, um, I saw on the map that they're pretty close, your hometown in Munich, but I didn't look as far as like how many miles were you living in Munich or were you commuting back and forth? No, I was living back home. Um, I took, I always took the train there and my dad was working in Munich. So he always, you know, after work, he picked me up and we drove back home together. So that was pretty cool. But it was actually like, it took me like one and a half hours to get from like my home to the gym. So it was quite quite some time I spent on the road. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then now that you mentioned that I hadn't even thought about that, you would have gotten contacted. Of course you would have gotten contacted by a lot of American colleges to play there. Um, and you were just, you just had it in your mind that you didn't want to go. So it was like, sorry, no, thanks, but no, thanks. Ciao. (laughs) Yeah, it was not that easy. (laughs) Um, it was like, I was at that time, I was like 16, 17. I was really shy. I didn't speak any English. So my dad was doing all the communication and you know, these colleges when they come with their coaches and I don't know who, and they, they have their presentations and they, I don't know, offer you so much. And they tell you how great you are as a player. And that was just too much for me. Like I didn't really feel a fit with any of the people. And so I was like, nah, I just stay, you know, in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And hey, and that works, you know, just as well, too. I mean, I think about that's kind of what this podcast, how it started um, another season in the books, just talking to players about, you know, how do you manage your studies and your academics at the same time? And um, because here in Spain, it is difficult because universities don't necessarily help you um, do both. And if you have to miss an exam, or if you can't be at practicas or your internship or whatever because you have a game or you're traveling it's like well too bad so sad you know so how um I'm not sure what your academic background is but how would that work in Germany like is it kind of the same thing as Spain yeah they don't really support um athletes with that um they're like 
there you can if you if you study in germany you can play basketball in like the first league yeah you can but it's a lot of effort it's a lot of time whatever so most of the like my generation now most of us we do like uh online kind of studies Mm -hmm. So that's what I did like as soon as I knew, um, hey, I'm not going to college. I started like online studies. Um, I'm studying like a mix of psychology and economics. Um, and it's like you obviously you have to pay for it, but you get like a lot of freedom and you can like manage it with your schedule in basketball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have a scholarship or something like that, like you would in the U.S. But um, okay. Well, good for you. So you're studying right now. Yes, I'm studying more or less. <laughs> <laughs> more or less yeah well it's tough you're playing euro league you're playing the spanish league you've got national team in the summer how do you balance all of that and like what kind of mentality um yeah like how, how do you mentally take that on and give yourself a pat on the back and be like okay it's okay i can do this well oh, that's a good question now you're asking that question after we just lost by I don't know 30 <laughs> yearly game last last night is tough um I'd say like when it comes to national team that's just my whole heart like that's just my passion I love the girls there we have like a bigger project we're working towards um I mean we're playing an Olympic qualifier in February like that's freaking exciting um and when it comes to like uh like the league and the year league it's tough hey like you travel you're constantly with the same people um and sometimes in really difficult situations but I'm just like so competitive like I hate losing I cannot lose like if I lose <laughs> I'm grumpy for the next week like so and I think that's that's what drives me actually like I really don't want to lose and um I put everything on the court to to not do so yeah yeah, but look at you're here with me right now. You don't even know me. And it hasn't even been 24 hours after your last and you got a smile on your face. And I would say, are you a coffee person? You must be a coffee person. I am a big coffee person. Yeah. Okay. Just straight. No milk. No nothing. No nothing. Okay. How many coffees do you have a day? Uh, I would say like three, but sometimes it's four. Okay. <laughs> and has that number increased since you've been in Spain? Yes. Okay. Dramatically. Yeah. I think about Germany and I don't think coffee right away. I think more beer, but yeah, beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beer. Uh, yeah. We have <laughs> beer, but not, not coffee's not good enough. Okay. Um, it also kind of, I'm just thinking going through my, you know, going through my brain. I I'm American, but I do have German roots. And when I first came to Spain, lots of people, um, my agent or whoever, they would tell me that, Leslie, you can't be so, um, how do you say that in English? In Spanish, they say quadriculada. Um, yeah. like you, need to, you need to be able to think out of the box a little bit more. You need to be able to just like go with the flow. Um, we might not be able to give you the answer right now, maybe tomorrow. Um, is that something else that you've experienced or that you like Germans have that reputation of being like very... I don't know, order or organized and just orderly. Yeah, I mean, look, so I'm German, but I'm not really German. Like, <laughs> I don't, I am not big on rules. I'm not, you know, I don't always have to be on time. I do wear my Birkenstocks with socks. I have to say. Okay. Is that a German thing? 
That's a German thing, yeah. Okay. Um, no, but since I'm like, I have to say, since I'm, I've been to Australia and I experienced like the life there and the people there and like the kind of mentality, like, like really like influenced me, I think. And now I'm like a lot more relaxed. But I have to say, like, rela being relaxed. And then there is the Spanish relax where you basically have to wait, as you said, for the answer like a week. Like you yeah. ask a question and they give you a week after you answer. But Right. No, but I'm not like that, but um, there is many Germans who are like that, and they would struggle in this country for sure. <laughs> yeah, but relaxed on the court, not not the case whatsoever. No. 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 <laughs> um, who, I'm assuming, so your dad, you said he was a referee and a coach. Was he also a player? Yeah, he played too, yeah. Okay, because your shot is just so smooth, and, you know, there are players that spend years and years, I myself, I retired basically at 35, never was able to have a shot like that. Where does that come from? Is it just like genetics? Is it, I mean, obviously you've spent a lot of time in the gym, but it's just so beautiful. And actually I interviewed Carmen Grande who played with you last year. And she's like, I know we do these half court shots, you know, uh, after a shoot around and Leo just shoots it like it's nothing. And I'm like, where, where does that come from? Um, I don't think I've ever been asked this question. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously spending a lot of time in the gym. I had like one one trainer, one coach. He's like, I don't know, practiced with me like since I'm, I don't know, 14. And he is from Hungary, like East European and really strict. Like, okay. and I would be in a gym with him for two hours, like just, you know, fixing my shot. If I... I don't know. It was like details, like really small details. And since I'm 14, I'm like really, you know, trying to increase like my shot and whatever. So I think that has a really big impact um, or had a really big impact. Uh, and now it's just practice. Like I love to shoot. Like you could just give me a ball in a basket and I'll be happy for the next three hours. Like, yeah. 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 And you are one meter 93. Yes. So, I mean, it's like just a perfect recipe right there tall shooter I I just yeah you're like kind of kind of like you kind of remind me of Elena Deladon oh wow a little um, bit I mean well and like physically too I mean you guys are both tall blondes but like yeah just so smooth yeah I mean I don't really see myself that tall I have to say like when I watch like like film or whatever I'm always like a little bit surprised how tall I actually am because I don't see myself as so tall I well, when I looked it up, I was like, huh, because I'm about one meter eighty four, maybe. And so when I saw that, I was like, wow, she's literally almost ten centimeters taller than I am. Huh. But that's very yeah. German too, right? Tall people. German <laughs> Germany is full of tall people. Yeah. I mean, if you look at our national team, we're all like I think we have two players who are under one ninety. The rest is up there. Unreal. Well, that's that's good. I mean, I don't know. Women's basketball is just I feel like it's taken off. And Germany, too. I don't think you guys were, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, like as far as being on the map for basketball, men's and women's, for a long time, I didn't really know that much about German basketball. And then all of a sudden, now it seems like the men's team is doing really well. You guys are more prominent like every year. I mean, you're fighting to go to the Olympics. Like, how does that make you feel to be kind of part of this like boom? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the men, I mean, I think we have really good players, but they just haven't been able to get together in a group that just won the World Cup. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really cool to have that boom in Germany, like everybody's a little bit more aware of basketball now. 
Um, for us as women, I don't like I've been part of the women's national team for, I don't know, five, six years. And we have to fight for a lot. Like we have poor conditions. We don't get paid, you know, things like that. So I'm really excited to be part of that whole process. And we have really good generation coming up. Um, and it's really exciting. Like you can just see how we get better, like each each year. That's you really guys cool. don't get paid. Um, now we're getting a little something, but before uh, we didn't know. Wow. And now that you are friends with a lot of Spaniards, like I'm sure you've heard or you like know how much they get paid or what their incentives are. That's got to be so tough. I know other players like from Sweden too. Um, and there's just not that emphasis or the money just isn't there. And you're given your all during the summer, like more than a month of your time. Bravo. I mean, yeah, but we're like, we're on it. We're fighting for it. And I think we're on a good path. So that's really positive. Okay, good. And I guess I have to take my words back. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki, he's been, you know, in the US, we've known him for a long time and we've loved him for a long time. So it's like, it's not like Germany hasn't been on the map for basketball. But um, yeah, do you have you ever met him? No, but I really <laughs> want like my biggest idol. Like I love him since I'm 12. And I've yeah. never got the chance to meet him, though. Huh. Well, he needs to, like, come and support the women's national team and show up and say hi or come to a game or something. Right? Yeah. Come on, Dirk, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, some random, like, fast questions here towards the end. What's your jersey number and why? Uh, number 13, and because my dad wore it when he was born. Okay. Okay. Um, what would you say is your go-to move? Uh, I'd say like a like a three um, shoot. Shoot out of any I don't know like a staggered or whatever catch and shoot just a three I like a three uh-huh what was the um I saw the video at the time and then this morning I saw it again but I don't remember it was that game where you're coming off a screen you catch it off on one foot and shoot it and it was re it wasn't that long ago right with your national team what was that for um that was for going to the olympic qualifier oh, okay. um, that we went into like i hit that shot and we went into overtime and we won it against two uh czech republic okay that was an amazing shot yeah don't even ask me how i did that i don't know <laughs> i mean when you think about your career like last second shots or i don't know things like that is that the one that like would stand out the best? Yeah, I'd say yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was nasty. It was really like, wow, how many seconds were on the clock? 0 0.4. It was a tip in. 0 0.4. Wow. Yeah. If people haven't seen that, you need to Google, you need to YouTube Leonie Fivich and look at that shot. Um what about uh, when you come to Spain or when you go to Australia, is there any food product that you bring with you from home that you're like, I can't live without this, or I know that it's not going to be available? No, no, no. Okay. So you're pretty open. You're just like, I'll find whatever's there. I'll eat whatever. Yeah. But sometimes my mom sends care packages like every two months and I'm the happiest little girl whenever. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. What's, what's in the care package? I, for example, uh, for Christmas, she sent like a big thing and it has like all the goodies from Germany. We have really good stuff, like really good sweets around Christmas time. So gingerbread, you know, all these things, the chocolate. Mm. Yeah, I love that. 
Okay. Yeah, Germany, I think, also has a reputation for like the Christmas markets and things like that, right? Yes, that's one thing that I really miss. Yeah. Yes. I've never been to Germany. I was supposed to go, I don't know how many years ago, and I hurt my knee and then couldn't go um, with my family. They came over to visit and like that was our plan was to be in Spain for a couple days and then we were going to go spend two weeks in Germany. And I was here in Spain doing rehab. It was horrible. Um, Great. It's on my list of places to visit uh, for sure. But very interesting because physically you are like, uh, like Maria Conde. You're just, you're a perfect prototype or whatever you want to say for basketball. I feel like, however, you do like your sweets. So there's this balance, right? What are you like really healthy? You have a sweet like once a day. What's that look like? So I really like since I've had a lot of injuries already, I I learned how to take care of my body and I learned what to eat. Um, and but, you know, sometimes you just have to right? Well, like you have to dinner a little or like for the coffee, like, you know, just enjoy a <laughs> little. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's good for people to know, because sometimes people just automatically think that like, oh, she's a genetic freak. She's just like that. But it's like, no. Uh, lots of these people really take care of themselves and like, don't have sweets every day or, you know, they're, they're making choices basically. Yeah. But... Um, when you were little, I'm not sure if this will transfer to American culture or not, or if I'll even know what you're talking about. But when you were little, did you have a favorite television program? Like cartoons or anything like that? I mean, for sure or something, yeah, but I don't really can't think of anything right now that like sticks out to me. Okay. So you weren't like a big, I don't know, because you're you're a fair amount younger than I am. So I don't even know your generation. What was that? Like SpongeBob or I'm not really sure. No, SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, for example, yeah, I watched that. Okay. But maybe but maybe there's like German uh, you know, cartoons or whatnot. I don't know. What about board games? Did you ever play board games that you really liked? Yeah a lot with my grandma oh my god but I am I'm not only competitive on the basketball court hey like if you play games with me I'll be mad if I lose like cannot lose crash talking grandma on the side yep and but in the end in the beginning she was always like you know losing on purpose so I don't get mad but when I got older she wasn't doing that anymore <laughs> That's awesome. I remember playing uh, that it's called memory, or that's what it was called in English, where you just like flip over the cards with my grandma. Um, and yeah, as I got older, I think I definitely was able to run the table on her. Um, okay. And I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's just start, bench, cut. So yeah. give you three. The Bavarian pretzel, croquetas de jamón, or Valencian paella. Start bench cut. Whoa. Um, start the Bavarian pretzel. Okay. Got to be true to your your home country. Yeah. Do you eat that plain or do you eat it with like cheese or? Um, I mean, sometimes I eat it just plain when I come home from, you know, I haven't been home since months. So I just eat it plain. But usually we eat like whatever, like. The typical thing is like with butter, like you just eat it with butter. Okay. But you can put on whatever you want, like cheese, meat, I don't know, whatever you want. But then do people eat it with a fork and a knife? No, no, we just eat it with the hands. So how do you put meat on there? 
I mean, meat, I mean, like, like, uh, like you're dunking it in something. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. All right. So you're starting the Bavarian pretzel. Yes, I am benching the paella and I will cut the croqueta. Okay, very good. And then I had the same question with three different players, but I feel like this is really unfair because I think it's virtually impossible, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, start bench cut, Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, or Emma Misaman? Oh, wow. Oof. Really difficult, right? Ah, yeah. Um... I mean, I've only played against Emma so far. Okay. I hope I'm going to play against the other two too. But I would say start Emma, bench Stewie, and cut Asia. Okay. Okay. Difficult, difficult. I know Emma is another player that she's just so smooth, natural. I mean, I I don't know. She's taller than you are? I think we're about the same size. About the same. Okay. Um, and now that you're, that you just said you've never played against Stewie or Asia, um, Dora just slammed, um, you were drafted in 2020. And I mean, after hearing what you said about going to the U S for college, uh, I'm assuming that it's going to the WNBA, just really not like, not that interesting to you. That sounds really bad. Well, I I know, I guess it does sound bad, but the reality of it is, is that like, Europe is a good life and basketball in Europe is really good and you can make a lot of money in Europe too. So it shouldn't, I don't think it should, I think it's starting to change. Like it's not necessarily the number one option for people anymore. That's so true. And because they put out all these rules that you cannot come late to training camp, it's like almost impossible for a lot of players to do both. So essentially you have to choose, I guess, in the future. Um, I am actually, uh, I mean, it's not a top priority for me, but it's something I want to experience. Like it's something because I always say, if you haven't experienced it, like, how can you judge it? Like, how can, you know? So I cannot say I like it or I don't like it if I haven't gone. So um, I'm definitely going to go. I don't know when yet, maybe next summer. I don't know about the Olympics. Like that's a little bit, you know, we don't know yet, but I, it's on my on my list for sure yeah especially with your national team in the summer the olympics and playing all year round i don't i honestly don't know how they do it well you are already kind of do it really yeah it's it's tough hey because mentally that shit is draining like as european season we go eight months like just you know back to back to back and then you get maybe two days at home and then you fly out to America and it's the same thing over again. It's crazy. I may be up for one year, but then people do like Europe, WNBA, Europe, like the whole time, which is crazy to me. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Physically too. I mean, mentally and physically, I don't know how their bodies can hold up. But have you ever been to the United States? Um, yes, I've been on vacation when I was younger and last year, actually, because my New York, the New York Liberty have my rights now and they invited me last summer for a week to go, to go there and get to know the people and staff. And Ah. so I went there for a week and it was really cool. Okay. I did not realize that. Um, so what, what, yeah. Did they wine and dine you for a week or like, did you get to play? Did you step on the court? Were you doing touristy things in Times Square? What were you Mm -hmm. doing? 
a little bit of everything actually um I was a bit injured at that time so I was doing rehab but I got to go on the court with because they have a German assistant coach and so we got to work out a little bit I think we had like three four workouts um in the facility there that was pretty cool I watched two of their games they had two home games and um and then I did lots of tourist stuff I was at the Times Square you know Statue of Liberty I did all that oh that's so fun I didn't know that um I've been to one New York Liberty game there in Madison Square Garden um it was a while ago now but uh man this past season dang the playoffs between them and the aces was intense. Um, and that's why there you go, Asia Wilson, you know, and you, you decided to cut her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually watched a game. They played like a regular season game in New York against the aces and New York killed them by like 20. Oh, really? Interesting how it can go either way. Sure. Just yeah, depending on when you guys, well, you guys in Valencia, you guys beat Valencia earlier this year, didn't you? Yeah, in the first yearly game, yeah. <clears throat> so, well, but now they have a new player in Alina Yagapova, who I'm sure you've played against before. No, first time yesterday. Oh, really? Germany has never played against the Ukraine? No. Ah, okay. So what was that experience like for you? Because you guys were guarding each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I turned, I turned it on in the third quarter once little babe was asleep, but I turned it on and I was like, ooh, you know. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, wow, this girl's getting together with me tomorrow. She is a sweetheart. Um, but Alina is just, I mean, so she's strong. Different. Yeah, she's different. But like, she, like basically... To put it like to not, you know, she can do whatever she wants on the court. Honestly, yeah. so yeah. tough to guard. Like you really have to defend her as a team and give something up because individually, is she's so strong. She's so strong. My plan yesterday, my on my plan on my list is like, like you know, take a charge. But I was so scared. I was so <laughs> maybe not getting in front of that like diesel engine coming down the middle. Um, do you write your own personal like plan for each game or what? I um, do have like goals for each game. And after the okay. game, I check what went wrong and what went well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was so excited when I saw that she signed as a fan of the league, obviously as a player, it's probably like, well, it's probably an honor to play against her. Um, but at the same time, you're thinking to yourself, what, what can I even do to try to stop her? Because she sees the floor so well too, and she passes so well. So it's like, yeah, but for this Spanish league in general, um, what's your opinion about the Spanish league? Cause it's one of like, from what I hear, it's one of the most competitive leagues in all of Europe. Yeah, I think so. Um, comparing it to France, for example, France mm -hmm. is a lot more physical and the Spanish league is like more dynamic, faster, okay. um, a little bit more free. Um, obviously like a lot of quick guards, um, mm -hmm. France is more like bigs, like they really play with a true four and five here. Mm -hmm. You play basically with a guard on the four. Yeah. Um, but I like the the quality. I think like the, I think there's a huge gap between the like last four teams, three, four teams, and then the the top. But that's it's like that in every league, right? But I think like the major teams in this league, they're like, it's really competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and in March, you guys are headed down to the Queen's Cup. Um, 
which I will be there. I'm going to help do some like uh, broadcasting, if you want to call it that. So we'll see you there. But it's going to be so hard. I'm really curious to see how it all pans out because last year's Copa, I was there as well. And it was amazing. I mean, obviously you guys won it. So you have incredible memories about the tournament. Um, but this year, like, I don't know what goes through your mind thinking about going down to Welva. The gym, I think, holds less than 5,000. Yeah. I mean, at first, <laughs> I, don't even know. I don't even know where that place is. I just know it's really far away from us. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I don't think I can go into this Copa with the same expectations than last year because that was just incredible. Um, uh -huh. And I think they just brought out the schedule now and it's like some really like stupid times for us players. I hope they're going to do something about it because... The times of the games? Yeah, because we play three games in 40 hours, which is insane. Like you cannot have a good quality final or semifinal with, you know, tired bodies <laughs> legs yeah I didn't even think about that it's three and 40 hours yeah wow because you guys play what Friday at 8 30 yeah and then Saturday at I don't know like in the afternoon either 12 like, or 3 or something like that and then Sunday the final is at like 12 30 yeah it's crazy wow yeah it is a lot for the body I mean yeah hmm, hmm. well I don't know what to tell you, Chica. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're doing our best, hey, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting because obviously you guys won it last year. Valencia right now is the leader of the league. Perfumerias, they're, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, but they've had, they've won the most out of the history of um, the Copa de la Reina. I think they've won it like 10 times. And then Spar Girona, they haven't been doing maybe as well this season, but they're like, they're starting to come back and like get together, I think, um, with signing Rebecca Gardner again. And um, I don't know, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, really interesting. Yeah. And then there's always these like the first game for me is like one of the most difficult because like those teams, they want to, they are hungry. Like they know they're, you know, they know they have one chance and they throw everything into it. And yeah, that's going to yeah. be difficult. Yeah, and Irati Echarri is now back for Girona too, so that's going to give them a plus. We talked about Dirk Nowitzki being kind of your role model. Is there anybody on the women's side that stands out in your mind that you remember watching when you were young or not really? Because as a young as a young girl in my house, we didn't watch WNBA. We didn't even watch women's college basketball. So unfortunately, I feel like even though the WNBA existed, it just wasn't a thing yet in my house um no like for us not at all like we didn't really when I was like a little bit older and like the whole social media thing started and that kind of stuff um I was really watching um I was a fan of Sonia Vazic oh know yeah you know yeah like she was, you know my kind of like tall guard kind of uh -huh. So I really like to watch her. Um, but other than that, I don't really have like since I was a child, not really like an idol. No. Okay. It's pretty so, sad. Hey, like I hope that's gonna change for the next generation. Oh, for sure it's changing because little girls are looking at you now. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean you and uh Marigulic uh in Valencia, I mean, yeah. Young young players definitely have role models now, but um 
Okay. Just, just curious. And uh, something else I wanted to ask you about as far as going to the United States, like now, are you aware of what some of these college players are making? Yeah, I am. It's crazy. But look, like in all my career, and I don't think that's going to change. Like I don't play for money. I don't, of course, like you should get like rewarded for your work you put in and, you know, all the, all the efforts. But for me, like I don't play for the money. I play for the experience. I play to travel the world. Like I don't really put money on such a high, not so important to me, but I am really aware of what those players are making. And I don't know if that's going to have like a really uh, positive like impact or a negative impact. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like good to to when you're that young to make that much money for you know I don't know crazy it's crazy yeah. I mean granted you have to be like one of the best players I mean Caitlin Clark um or the other player her name is escaping me right now but yeah they're making a million a year mm. which is mind blowing but then you have on the men's side, there are young guys that don't go to college or they go to college for one year and then they go straight to the NBA and they're making crazy money too. Um, so it's not just on the women's side anymore or not just on the men's side anymore, but a lot of times if they don't have somebody helping them out, manage that money, um, it, it doesn't end well. For sure. Angel, Angel Reese, that's her name, right? Angel Reese is the, yeah, other, Reese. the post player. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know. Now I think about Europeans and it's like, yeah, staying, staying home in Europe is definitely a great option. But now that this money is appearing in the United States as a college player, that might convince some people to go ahead and try it, even though they're, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But, but you think that European players would have the same, you know? Well, maybe not, but maybe depending on how you interact with your fans and like how you adapt to the university life and like how people take to you and the type of image that you want to put out there. Um, I think, yeah. I think it's definitely a possibility. So, but I don't know, time will tell. We'll see. Cause I'm sure it will end up happening. So we'll see. For sure. But and tell me what the story is behind the um what do I want to call that? A blanket or a uh the thing behind you. Yeah. <laughs> You're obviously you like nature. No, you don't no? want to know what's under it. I'm like, oh, you're covering something up. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't know. I can't show you because it's like thing, but it's like a club apartment and I don't know who put this on the wall, but it's like a ugly ass tree wall tattoo. Which is horrible. So I just decided to hang this shit over it. A tree, did you say? Yeah, it's like a tree with branches and then it has like all the family. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, Leo. Well, I won't uh, take any more of your time. Thank you so much for getting together with me today. Um, Thank you for having me. Honestly, you, I mean, you responded so quickly to all of my text messages. You were right on it. And that just kind of shows the type of person you are. So I really appreciate it. And if I see you in Huelva, I'll definitely make an effort to say hello. I might look a different, a little different than right now. Cause I just, you know, this, this isn't uh, on video. So we're just all natural right here. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs>
but uh, good luck and uh, we'll, we'll see you in March. Yep. Yeah, I'll see you then. All right. Thank you. Thank right, you. Bye -bye. For it. And there you have it. The German, but not so German, Leonie Fibisch. What a delight. That was one of the best things about playing professional basketball having the chance to work with women from all different countries. Leo is the first German I've had on the podcast. And now that I think about it, the first German I've ever really spoken with. Thank you, basketball, for providing these social experiences. How many jobs can say the same? All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's interview, and I hope to see you all in March. From the 21st to the 24th, We'll be down in Huelva, Spain at the Carolina Marine Gym watching La Copa de la Reina, the Queen's Cup. La Liga Femenina Andesa is really, really good, you guys. Literally some of the best players in the world. Check it out. And before you go, please rate the show and drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. And that wraps it up for this week. So take care, everyone. Hasta luego.